Hello, and welcome to the Clear Studies Podcast, where we're learning the word together. I am your host, Bishop A. Reginald Littman. I look forward to sharing today's teaching with you. Stay tuned. Well, hello there, and welcome to session number 14 of the Clear Studies Podcast. I am your host, Bishop A. Reginald Littman, and it is my tremendous honor and joy to share these teachings with you from the Clear Studies platform. By all means, if you are new to the podcast, if this is your first introduction, we welcome you to join our e-class by simply sending an email to clearstudies at gmail.com. Again, that's clearstudies at gmail.com. And this is an e-class. You learn as you listen to the podcast and as you read the free colorful PDF handout each and every week that we mail to you, send to your email, you're able to ascertain Discovery questions that will take you a little bit deeper into the study as you learn and grow from the study of God's Word. So it's quite exciting to be a part of this great class where there are literally scores of people around the nation who have subscribed. And I want you to be a part of the e-class by sending that email today. We're waiting on you. Well, today we're discussing In session 14, part two of Forgotten But Not Forsaken. And of course, we've been in a wonderful series on the life of Joseph that has been very enriching and enlightening to our everyday life. Now, we begin with Genesis 40, verse 6 and 7, as we kind of review, and we see here prison demeanors, prison demeanors. We learn from Joseph in this section of the passage the kind of demeanor or attitude that we should have we find ourselves caught up in the prisons of life. As Joseph went about his duties, he saw that those two fellows were sad. This is the baker and the butler, the cupbearer and the baker of Pharaoh. They had been thrown into jail and became inmates of Joseph while he was in prison, of course, for no apparent and legitimate reason at all. And while Joseph is there, he is assigned to be their servant, to minister to them while they are there together in prison. Now, I can understand their sadness. I mean, can't you? I mean, after all, they have been removed from prestigious positions and cast into prison. But they are only there because Pharaoh is mad at them. They are what I would call short timers, not long timers. Why? Because they will be getting out soon. Joseph, on the other hand, well, he's there to stay, at least as far as he is concerned. Yet he is not sad. In fact, he is concerned about their attitude and he reaches out to help them through their prison experience. What a lesson that is for us. Isn't it true that most of us can see no further than our own needs? Isn't it true that When we are in a prison of our own lives, we really don't have time to be worried about the needs of others because all we can think about is how bad we hurt. And isn't it true that most of us are pretty self-centered when it comes to dealing with our burdens and problems? Did you know that an attitude like that is not what the Lord wants for his people? He wants us to lose ourselves in the needs of others. He wants us to look around for someone that we can help. And Paul admonished the saints 
in Galatians 6, verse 1 and 2, which states, Dear brothers, if a Christian is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help him back onto the right path, remembering that next time it might be one of you who is in the wrong. Share each other's troubles and problems, and so obey our Lord's command. And that's Galatians 6, 1 and 2 in the Living Bible Translation. He wants us to be like Jesus, who willingly laid down his life so that others might get help. Now, that's not easy, but it is biblical. The fact is, when you and I get our eyes off of self and all its pains, needs, and problems, and set our heart about the business of helping someone else, we will find that our own load gets lighter. The Lord wants us to be a blessing, even when we are in the prison. Now, there's another lesson here that we do not want to miss. Joseph may be in a prison. His dreams may seem to have been shattered. It may seem that he is in the prison to stay, but Joseph still had joy. Now, that's an amazing example for our lives, that even though he was in a situation that seemed like it was permanent and also unfair, he still had joy. Most people have no problem being joyous when they have no burden. Most folks can praise the Lord, laugh, smile, and be joyful when their need is met. But it takes someone filled with genuine faith to praise the Lord when the bottom falls out of life. Joseph is in that prison, but he is happy. Why? He is serving the Lord, and the Lord is blessing him. Blessing him even in prison. Now, when you look at Genesis 39, verse 21 through 23, there is a recurring theme there that tells us that wherever Joseph goes, Joseph is blessed. And wherever Joseph goes, the Lord is with Joseph. Now, anybody can praise the Lord and be filled with joy when everything is going their way, when the bills are paid. Everyone is healthy in the house and there are no problems. It's easy to say, hallelujah, glory to God, praise God, and amen. But when you have to shout on credit, that's when you know you're really getting somewhere in your praise. When you can praise the Lord and testify to his grace and goodness, even when your heart is broken, you are getting somewhere in your faith and in your praise. When you can shout and bless his name in spite of, And in the midst of your pain and heartache, it glorifies him. Most folks aren't even good for a holy grunt anymore. Most of us are like the butler and the baker. We wear around a sad face and a gloomy countenance. What a poor advertisement we are for the living Lord. You say you are happy in Jesus and have joy in your heart? Then how about notifying your face of this reality? (laughs) Many times our face evidently has not gotten the memo. Give us more people like Job who could praise and worship the Lord in the midst of extreme hardship. Give us more people like Abraham who went to offer up his son Isaac and called it worship. 
Give us more people who know that he is just as much God in the storm as he is on a sunny day. Give us people who will worship and praise him in spite of everything. You know, Charles Edison, the son of Thomas Edison, gives us this glimpse into his father's faith with this excerpt from his book entitled The Electric Thomas Edison. And I quote, One December evening, the cry of fire echoed through the plant. Spontaneous combustion had broken out in the film room. Within moments, all the packing compounds, celluloid for records, film, and other flammable goods had gone up with a whoosh. When I couldn't find father, I became concerned. Was he safe? With all his assets going up in smoke, would his spirit be broken? He was 67, no age to begin anew. Then I saw him in the plant yard running toward me. Where's mom? He shouted. Go get her. Tell her to get her friends. They'll never see a fire like this again. At 5.30 the next morning, when the fire was barely under control, he called his employees together and announced, we're rebuilding. One man was told to lease all the machine shops in the area. Another to obtain a wrecking crane from the Erie Railroad Company. Then, almost as an afterthought, he added, Oh, by the way, anybody know where we can get some money? Later on, he explained, you can always make capital out of disaster. We've just cleared out a bunch of old rubbish. We'll build bigger and better on these ruins. With that, he rolled up his coat for a pillow, curled up on the table, and immediately fell asleep. That is the kind of prison demeanor we need to display when we walk through our own difficult hours. May God help us to learn that he is always God and always good, regardless of how we are treated by life. In the second place, in verse 20 through chapter 41, verse 1, we find prison disappointments. The dreams of the butler and the baker were fulfilled just as Joseph said they would be. The butler was restored to his office and the baker was executed by Pharaoh. Now, Joseph had asked the butler to remember him when he was restored to his office. But we are told the man forgot him. Surely this must have broken Joseph's heart. I can imagine Joseph heading to his cell when the butler was released, thinking, I'd better pack. That man will tell Pharaoh about me and about this miscarriage of justice, and I will be set free. I am sure that every time the prison door opened, Joseph thought it was some people coming to set him at liberty. But the butler forgot him. Days turned into weeks. Weeks turned into months. And months into two long years. All the while, Joseph is still in his prison, disappointed, but waiting on God to move in his own time. 
This prison disappointment served to teach Joseph two valuable lessons. And they are lessons that we need to learn as well. Number one, Joseph learned that he should never put his confidence in man. He tried to get help from human sources, but it failed. The fact is, there is never real help in man. Our only help comes from the Lord. He may use humans as his instruments, but behind the provision is the hand of the Almighty. Here's number two. Joseph learned once again that God's unseen hand moves us along a hidden pathway. He would like to have been freed long before he was, but it wasn't God's time. When the time came, Joseph was released and not a minute before. We need to learn this truth. Our God is seldom early, but he is never late. He always moves right on time. When did he feed Elijah? Morning and evening, right on time. When did he rescue the three Hebrew boys? Not when they would have liked, but right on time. When did he help Daniel? Not when Daniel would have preferred it, but right on time. When did Jesus come to his men on the sea in the stormy night? Not when they thought they needed him, but right on time. There will be some disappointments in our prison experiences as well. The Lord will not move when we think he ought to. And we will get discouraged. We will reach out for human help and find that it always falls far short. This too will disappoint us. When those times of disappointment come, we can either get discouraged and look for a place to quit, or we can do like Joseph. We should stay the course for the glory of the Lord and serve him faithfully. We should ever remember that even though we may feel forgotten, we will never be forsaken by the Lord. In his time, he will visit our prison and he will set us free. This seems like a bad place to leave our hero. He has done the right things every time he had a chance and still he suffers for righteousness sake. There he stands falsely accused, wrongly imprisoned, and now he is also forgotten. Joseph cannot see it, but the wheels of providence are slowly advancing. God is slowly but surely lining up everything in Joseph's life just the way it needs to be. Soon the plans and purposes of God will become crystal clear. The same is true in your life as well. Some of you are looking at disappointments and discouragements and you do not know how to handle them. The best thing you can do is bring them to the Lord. Learn to leave them in his capable hand and ask him for the joy and grace you need to survive and thrive in the prisons of life. There is help for you in the Lord. You might feel forgotten, but I hope you know that you will never, ever, ever be forsaken by him. I hope you enjoyed this teaching as much as I enjoyed delivering it to you. Be sure, if you're not already part of us, to send an email right now to clearstudies at gmail.com. Join the e-class. Again, that's clearstudies at gmail.com. I look forward to sharing with you 
in the new year. The Lord bless and keep you. Have a wonderful holiday.